0: This is the Benefits Buzz podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits, brought to you by your friends at WEX who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up and let's get buzzed. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Benefits Buzz. I'm your host, Eric Piello. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kelsey Bergad Kelsey, 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 we are having fun talking about HSA stories, aren't we? And I think this is another great one we've got queued up because there's just so many different ways we can use HSAs, right?
1: So many different ways. And on top of the fact that this is another HSA episode, which is near and dear to my heart, our guest is an implementation manager at WEX. And, you know, that's where I started in this company. So I feel like she's near and dear to my heart already.
0: Yes. And no one, so not no one knows more about the HSAs than the implementation managers at Wax. And so we're so excited. Yeah, she's got the experience and she also has just a a family that's really leveraged HSAs. And I can't wait to share her and her family story. I'd like to welcome Valeria Saseda to the podcast. Hi guys.
2: guys. Super excited to be here,
0: Eric. Yeah, well, we're pumped to have you. You've got such a really unique scenario and I want to talk about it because, you know, some of the previous episodes that we've done have been about using HSAs for savings. We talked about, you know, using HSAs for investing, Um, but, but a lot of participants really are just using their accounts to save on, you know, the needs that are happening today. And I really want to talk to you. You've got a really unique story about your family, right? You are a user of HSAs. And I know a lot of your family is using HSAs. And so I really want to talk about, uh, (laughs) because you work at Lex, you've been a big part of sharing them and the educational, some of the education struggles, which I think everyone can deal with. I work at a, a benefits company and I still struggle right with uh, all the ins and outs of it and i can't wait to to share what it's been like um with that not to mention coming from a spanish-speaking family right um the, the role the role that's been in all of this uh as there's not only education issues i think in the general public, but when we talk about language barriers and all the things that can make a bit the education more complex. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. So I cannot wait to dive that. So let's start with here. Um, I, I kind of hinted that you've got some background. Your family has background with huge HSAs. So if you could tell us, you know, whom in your family uh, have or had HSAs um, and do you yourself have an HSA?
2: Yes, so I come from a very big family. My grandma from my mom's side had 10 kids. So I have a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins, which have all dabbled in the HSAs. And then my parents have HSAs, and I myself also have an HSA. So we are very much in involved yeah. <laughs> HSAs, um, on our day to day. I know my parents use that a lot for dentist appointments for co-pays for the prescription. I use it a lot over the counter. You know, I have two small kiddos that they get fevers um, or they get sick, go to Walgreens and get some things that are over the counter. So it is something that we definitely use on our day to day lives.
1: Oh, man, can I relate to those little
2: kids and all the <laughs> expenses that they like to rack up on that HSA plan, right? Yes, and my oldest has glasses, which are not cheap. So,
1: <laughs> so it sounds like you're using it for a variety of different expenses, right? You talked about over-the-counter, you have talked about dental, you have talked about vision. Um, a little bit about co-pays. Are there any other items that you're using the HSAs for that you haven't already mentioned that viewers just might not know are an eligible expense?
2: Um, let me think I've used it for, um, well over the counter stuff.
1: Mm. Um, and when you say over the counter, give us a few examples just to help those people who are listening.
2: Yep. So like Tylenol, Pepto, um, allergy medicine, uh, band-aids are a big thing. First aid kits. I go through those like this with my two year old son. So, um, (laughs) peroxide, just things that you wouldn't think of like rubbing alcohol and stuff like that. I will use my HSA funds for that. Yeah.
0: It's good to hear that because I think we get so, as being nerds in this, in, in this space, we get so excited about some of the other ways, you know, like the, the cool, you know shiny things with HSAs but i think we find the majority of people like yourself and your family are are using HSAs in these ways it's a great way to use an HSA you think about the tax savings especially we just did an episode on inflation and like like dollars are hard right now and the great way to do that is using HSA and and, and having some of those savings that come with using in ages eight to to offset some of that. So I love hearing some of that. Go ahead, Kelsey. Yeah, I was just
1: going to say to add into that, I mean, we talk about the tax advantages, right? But I think one of the things that people get confused about is that tax advantage equals a discount, right? So when you're using it for things like over-the-counter medicines and things like that, um, you know, our producer gave us a stat, and that means that for every $100 you spend, you're roughly getting about $30 off of your purchases. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty hefty discount if you think about it so i just want to add that
0: in here no it really is because we use those terms like tax advantages like yeah that sounds great but what does it mean so <laughs> thanks for making it real and tangible, kelsey for our listeners because it's a good reminder um i'd love to hear a little bit um i mean it's it's i don't know if it's strange but it's it's really cool to hear it's like how many people in your family have an hsa i have to ask val were you were you a reason for that was that something they just kind of uh stepped into were you kind of were you an advocate for the hsa i love to hear um just sort of your role in there and, and why everyone sort of grad- gravitated towards that
2: yeah so once I started at WEX and actually understood what an HSA was and the benefits of it, huge advocate for it, especially for my aunts that are nearing that retirement age that they can use to save funds as a 401k. You know, it, They won't be penalized if they use any money from there after they're 65. They can contribute $1,000 more than the max um, after the age of, what was it, 55, I, I believe. So yeah, I mean, huge advocate. Previously though, Eric, um, I was not, we, we didn't know what an HSA was. It was just a thing that, you know, during open enrollment that someone's like, oh, what type of insurance should I pick or pick this one? Okay. What type of benefit should I get? We'll pick this one. You know, so we didn't know the advantages of HSAs and we didn't know exactly what, we were selecting so up until this year, I believe when I actually had a really good conversation with my dad and explained to him the difference between an FSA and an HSA, did he did the light bulb go off? And he's like, "No, well, I don't want this. I want an HSA." And I'm like, "Yeah,
1: <laughs> good that's choice. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's so common, right? People are offered something during open enrollment, and they just don't they don't fully understand what they're being offered and the differences between so." Kudos to you for taking the time Mm -hmm. to help your family with that. Um, You know, you mentioned, we've already talked about the discount that they're getting, right? By using the HSA immediately for the the immediate needs that they have. You talked about your two-year-old son been there, but um, it also sounds like your aunts are potentially using it for, to save and potentially
2: invest for retirement. Are they dabbling in that as well? I don't believe they've started in the investments yet. I know it's a topic that we will probably cover Mm -hmm. later once they do hit their threshold in order to invest and then look at, you know, the custom fund lineup that their employer has for their investment lines as well. Um, But I know it is definitely something that intrigued my dad where he's like, whoa, I can use this for this. I'm like you can go buy a boat <laughs> and not get penalized father. <laughs> yeah, for those listening,
1: the HSA is super cool because you can use it immediately, you can save mm-hmm. the money and then once you hit a certain threshold like Val talked about and it depends on who your HSA is with what that threshold is. Typically mm-hmm. it's a little bit flexible on what what that threshold is set at. Then you can actually invest your funds just like a 401k, just like an IRA. Mm-hmm. You know, open open investment options. Um, and then after you hit a certain age, you can use those funds on anything. So Val yeah. talked about, you know, potentially being able to purchase a boat, but I would encourage people to consider how much money you need in retirement for healthcare costs before you go buy that book. You can-
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Right? It's like $350,000 in, in today's dollars, uh, for right, an individual and in healthcare costs. So there's a lot there. I want a boat too, but so I get, I get the desire. Um, You know, what's interesting and I love that about HSA is that like you can kind of graduate. My personal journey was I started with the spending. I graduated to the saving and now I'm getting into the investing. And I think that's the beauty of an HSA is kind of as as your lifestyle changes or as you build up that kitty and that savings, you can start to think of it in a different way. I want to get back to some of the spending because let's get where does the rubber meet the road is when you're trying to spend these dollars. I got to know like. Did you and your family find it easy to use HSA funds? Did you find it cumbersome? I'd love to hear your experience there as people are considering an HSA.
2: Oh, for sure. So my personal use is I just go to Walgreens and get the stuff I need and swipe. I don't need to submit a receipt. This money that I'm putting in this HSA that my employer also contributes is my money. So I can go spend it how I want with my, for my medical or my family's medical needs. Um, another thing with my father too, he went to the doctor and um, used his FSA card and it declined. So it kind of, it threw him off because before the FSA, he had an HSA. So he's like, why is my card declining? I know there's money in there. So that opened up the discussion of what the difference is between an FSA and an HSA and what the benefits of that is. And the one big benefit is that The HSA is your own account, and you can go and swipe it, pay the doctor, pay the chiropractor, pay the dental office, and you don't have to provide a receipt because it's your money that you're putting in there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so interesting, and it's so key to just understand the differences between the benefits that you're offered. Um, I wanted to dig into, and maybe switch gears a little bit, but dig into something that Eric mentioned earlier. He mentioned that many individuals in your family potentially speak Spanish. Is that accurate or that's their primary language?
2: That is Um, their primary language, yes.
1: Awesome. So I just wanted to dig into that a little bit because we know that open enrollment is so confusing for just Americans in general, right? So what does that look like for the Spanish-speaking community? Because I imagine it's a whole new challenge because there probably aren't an equal number of materials that are English compared to Spanish. Am I right in that Mm -hmm. assumption?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Unfortunately, it's been a hurdle um, for many of my aunts and uncles to even understand what their employer are offering when it comes to you know health insurance and then health benefits. Um, one thing that I've noticed is really hard to distinguish for them is they like to think that um, the health insurance is the same thing as health benefits which it's not, you know, your insurance is your medical insurance and your HSA is a benefit to your health insurance. So, um, not having that, material or the resources that they need to explain that, whether it's in a piece of paper or within the HR rep- representative, um, really just kind of limits them to what is the best option for them. Cause you know, sometimes we like to think HSA is, you know, is the best option for us, but sometimes for other people, it doesn't fit. So um, having those resources available to them would make it a lot more clear.
0: Yeah, I, I know when we spoke previously, you know, we just talked about some of the challenges. And, you know, not everyone is lucky enough to have a Val in their family that can do all that translation and can be the educator. You happen to work. You know and an organization that where you you're forced to understand the intricacies of benefits but let's be honest not everyone is experiencing that there's got to be a lot of um you know primary spanish-speaking families that are struggling with that and so i think it's a really really good reminder for all the hr pros who are listening to make sure and thinking about your employees i would love from your perspective val like What are some suggestions or what are some resources, things that you think would be really valuable when people are either in open enrollment or during that would really have helped your family and you during that whole process?
2: Yeah, so I think as an HR administrator, um, ask for resources, you know, Uh, ask your administrator, ask your insurance company, um, do they have anything in different languages? Sometimes uh, I know with Wex when the employer portal, there is forms out there that are in Spanish, you know, kind of describing what, how to use their consumer portal and stuff like that. So use, use the portal, use your resources, reach out to your administrator and also ask your employees, you know, um, if they come to you with questions and sometimes they won't, but make it an open door policy, you know, go ask them, do you understand what this means? And if you don't understand what that means, then come to us We'll we'll explain it to you. (laughs) I love that. That's great
1: advice. I mean, I think it's a good mantra to have in life in general, right? If you don't know, you have to ask or you'll never know the answer, right? Um I think that's such great advice. But you know, I also just want to know, just in your current role, um what do you think about the language we use in general? Is are we using the appropriate language? Is it confusing in general? Is there anything we should be changing? Or what are your thoughts on that?
2: I think calling out that HSAs are health benefits versus health insurance. Um, I work with employers on a day to day basis, and sometimes they get caught up with um, the whole insurance aspect where they have questions on, well, my insurance covers this. And it's like, okay, yep, I know your insurance covers this, but your HSA and this will cover that, you know? So um, just kind of clarifying what that the HSA is a benefit and what the benefits of the HSA
0: are. Yeah, that's, it's good to, to, you know, we've had that conversation too, like making sure to understand that, you know, that the HSA eligible health plan, right, is one thing and the HSA itself is different. And I think that is, there's this education to do on both of those fronts. And, you know, I think in prep for this, you know, if I pull the, you know, the curtain aside and show, like when we were prepping for this, I went and looked at like, What kind of, you know, uh, multilingual documentation do we have here as an organization that focuses on this? And and we have some, but we don't have all. And I think it's just a good reminder for everyone listening to make sure that we keep that in mind. And there's already enough education, right, uh, issues trying to get everyone across the board to figure out. I think the last thing we need is to have a language barrier on top of it. So just a really nice reminder. And, a, and a, I think an interesting part of your story as you and your family are using HSAs, I think it was important for us to want to cover that too. So thank you for being open and sharing that. Uh, Val, this has been a fantastic conversation conversation. I think it's great. I know our listeners will enjoy your perspective, how your family is using it, and just a good reminder about the importance of communication um, and the importance of really making sure that individuals understand the value and the different ways that you can use an HSA. And it was really cool to hear your story, Val. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
2: Thank you for having me, guys.
0: We appreciate it. Take care. You too. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course, we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. (laughs) Thanks for listening.